Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today I am interviewing Jackie Osanic. Jackie and her husband farm in Vermont, where they raise a variety of livestock, as well as Jackie is a labor and delivery nurse, as well as a mama to two littles, and we get to meet one of them, Easton, today as well during the episode. But before we get to today's episode, I am going to read the review of the week. The review of the week comes from Kerr Locke from Apple Podcasts. It is a five-star rating that reads, My Favorite New Podcast. The stories on this podcast are truly inspiring, and I enjoy listening to the women sharing their stories. Thank you so much for your five-star rating and review, Curlock. If you too are enjoying the podcast and would be so kind to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, this helps our rating and makes our podcast more viewable and findable for new people to see the podcast. And it makes me happy. So I like it when you do that too. And I wanted to take a quick minute to say thank you to our sponsor, the Red Barn Co. Celebrate life in the country. Whether you're a farmer, rancher, or live in a small community, we've got something for you. All of our designs are printed on premium quality apparel, guaranteed to become your well-loved favorites. Alyssa has some great new designs over in her shop. So make sure you head on over to theredbarnco.ca after the show and use the promo code Wild Rose 10 to save 10% off of your next purchase. And without further ado, here is Jackie. Hey Jackie, thank you so much for joining me on the Rural Woman podcast today. Oh, I'm so excited to be on the show. I am excited to talk to you. Uh, I was introduced to Jackie through our friend Tara. We actually are both admins on the Women in Agriculture page. Yes, Yes. which is awesome. Yeah, the Women in Ag page has been a great resource to meet other female farmers and ranchers and homesteaders and all sorts of women. And uh, it's been a great experience being an admin with you. Yes, I totally agree. I've met a lot of people. And actually, I think I was following you when we became admins. And then afterwards, I realized who you were. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. Yeah, it's it's funny how the big world wide web brings everybody closer together. It does, for sure. So Jackie, for my listeners who may be unfamiliar with you over on Instagram, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? Okay, so I am 33 years old. I'm married and have two kids, and I've been a nurse. Um, I'm also a massage therapist, but I don't really practice at the moment. I just have so many other things going on. But originally, I'm from Connecticut, and two years ago, my husband and I purchased a home up in Vermont because Connecticut is a pretty expensive place to live. So Vermont seemed like it was right up our alley, so we found a house that had a 12 acre plot, but was surrounded by a larger farm. And we live here and just start homesteading, expand on the things that we were doing in Connecticut. And then hopefully we're thinking someday we could farm. And it just kind of happened more quickly grateful for the opportunity that presented itself. Um, I still work as a nurse. I do about 32 hours a week. 
and I currently work in labor and delivery, and I love it. <laughs> so I hope someday I can do farming full time, but for now it works for us. So, and we have two little kids, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Jackie, did either you or your husband grow up in agriculture? No, neither of us did. I would consider both of us first generation farmers. So, we are actually, we're both from Torrington, Connecticut. I grew up in Derby, which is near New Haven. And when I was about 11, I moved to Torrington. So I consider it that I grew up there because I went to high school there and learned how to drive. And I lived there until we moved up here. So for a long time in suburban neighborhoods, you know, residential houses with sidewalks and people everywhere. Um, so no, neither of us had a background in it. My husband has always been very outdoorsy, so there has always been that side to him. Um, my dad taught me how to fish when I was probably five or six, maybe even younger, but I just have a lot of memories of him taking me fishing and hiking and I've outdoors. So it was always kind of a thought in the back of my head to have land. Um, we've always liked the woods and so it kind of just fell in a long time. I mean, I still have a condo in Connecticut that my brother is living in right now. Um, so it's like I was kind of going along this lifestyle of go to high school, go to college, get a job. I was a nurse. So, you know, I was kind of living that city lifestyle. And I kept thinking to myself, there has got to be more than this. Like, I was never truly satisfied doing that. Um, so I had a good friend. Her name is Emily. She was always into 4-H and had goats and chickens and all this stuff. So I met her when I became a nurse back in 2007. And it like opened up a whole new world for me. I had never heard of 4-H and I had never, I didn't know this was a thing that, <laughs> that I guess people actually did and they lived this lifestyle. So I started hanging out with her a lot and her and her husband were very self-sufficient. They were into like this homesteading and it wasn't really a thing like it is now. And I think also the how the internet has grown has really taken that to a whole new level. So she kind of started getting me into the self-sufficient lifestyle. And then we're hatching chicks and had egg-laying hens and goats. So I would go over her house and see their chicken coop. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Maybe I'd like to do that someday. And we were just kind of living that normal life two car payments, student loans, debt, although he didn't have any student loans because he had been in the military. So he was in the military. We got married, you know, always working. And we got a house while well, we were renting in Sharon, Connecticut, which is about half an hour outside of Torrington. It was a more rural area, not really rural compared to where we live now in Vermont, but we're darn rural. Um, so we decided we wanted chickens, and our landlord graciously was agreeable. So he built the chicken coop. This was in 2015, and we started with our first flock. I think we had seven plus one rooster, so that first little flock of eight laying hens, and we loved it. And from there, that kind of sparked this whole thing within both of us, really. I mean, I didn't expect to like it. He was grumbling and complaining this whole time. I mean... I brought up getting chickens in the winter, probably fall, winter of 2014. And then that spring of 2015, we fit the chicken coop and he was grumbling the whole time. He like thought it was the stupidest idea. Like, what are we getting ourselves into? And then we get these chickens and 
he absolutely loved it. So from there, we decided we have to expand. We started doing meat birds, we turkeys, we slaughtered them ourselves. We're like into this whole self-sustainable living. And I kind of dove right in. The next summer, I got a beehive and we were like, we have to find land. We need a house like, like this anymore with the rental. Like we want our own thing. And it went from there. We found a house in Vermont and here we are. I've heard this a few times before that chickens are basically like the gateway drug into anything farming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell everyone that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get chickens and you're never going to look back. <laughs> so tell us about your farm now in Vermont. What do you guys raise there? Uh, what do you produce? So so we bought our house. We moved in and we were interested. We're like, well, maybe we can find out the farmers who own it and they have a lot of pastures around us so we're like maybe we could get a couple cows and just put them in with their cows so we started talking to them I came around one day well they're in their 70s so they kind of approached us and we're like so have you ever thought about being a farmer and of course my husband and I were like oh well yeah I mean that would be the ultimate dream but I don't just you know and they're like well I think we can uh, make something work here with this so they wanted to retire. Their son was actually originally going to take over the farm, but then I think with family things and kind of decided it wasn't the best fit for him. Uh, and so was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. So they had been looking actually for a couple young farmers to take over. And they said right before they met us, they were about to go to like a young farmers convention in Vermont or like a meetup and try farmers that would be interested in purchasing the farm. But as our house sits right in the middle of it, it, it worked out perfect that we wanted to do it. So we have a herd of grass-fed beef cattle and sheep, which are for meat. We raise lambs every spring and they go to slaughter in the fall and they're pretty decent size. And we also have a 3000 tap sugar bush for maple syrup. It's kind of, I mean, it's a small farm in the scheme, the grand scheme of things. Like I know your organic grain farm, I mean, it's probably huge. We, we're not, you know, it's not a crop farm. It's a small grass-fed kind of operation. I mean, it's still a pretty sizable operation for just two new farmers that really don't know a heck of a lot of what they're doing. So what does your typical day look like, Jackie? You mentioned that you're a nurse, you're a mom, you're pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty busy. So really, my husband is the actual, I will call him the farmer. He's the one, right now he works. So he got out of the military last summer and kind of dove right into the farming. They currently are paying him. He manages the farm. So every morning he gets up and does all the chores, feeds the animals, make sure the animals have water. Um, Right now... There is no pasture because there's still a couple feet of snow on the ground here in Vermont. So um, they eat hay. It's all grass. But so for now, he goes down, gives them hay, water. Right now we're lambing, so it's been crazy. And then he just is maintaining things, fixing things. I mean, in total, there's over 200 acres of land to maintain. Uh, we're in the current process of updating the taps on the maple trees right now everything's tapped in and it's sugaring season so he's been back and forth over to the sugar house tap runs and then boil down which and we sell that wholesale to a place in the state of vermont and um, we do some retail sale as well and i do have that on our website so my role is really i help and i can so i work about 32 hours a week give or take 
So, but I work evening shift. I go in three to 11 for nursing. So in the morning, I'm here with the kids. I can help on the farm. I kind of manage the animals just because I have such a medical background, which has really been instrumental in farming. Like no matter how much sometimes I want to get away from being a nurse, it truly has been helpful having all this knowledge that I have of a feeling and almost an intuition when I'm working with the animals of what could be wrong with them and how to help them. I mean, I learned how to draw blood on my goats lickety split. And the first time, you know, I had a friend come over, a very goat herd, and she was like, all right, I'll show you how to do it. You know, this is how you draw the blood. And I got it, you know, first shot, no problem. And she's like, wow, you look like you know what you're doing. And I'm like, well, I start IVs all day. It's not too much different. I kind of help in that respect. And then also my biggest job now is the website, updating that, maintaining, um, managing all the maple syrup sales online. And then the social media aspect that got the Facebook page started and Instagram with my handle, Farm Girl at Last. I'm just sharing my journey with other women farmers, women in agriculture, homesteaders, I love to connect with, I think it, it's so, it's just such a great community. And as you know, I started kind of, I'm a farm wife, but I also help on the farm. And then hopefully in the future, I would like to be more involved on the farm. Well, it sounds like you have your plate full. That is a lot of things to do in a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's definitely a one person full-time job. I mean, it probably could be a two person but you know, right now it's it's hard. We're just getting started. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges for us in the coming years is, um, so January 1, 2020 is like, that's when we're official. We're officially taking over and they will no longer be involved. So this year it's kind of like, we're getting everything set up. We're doing everything in our name. We're doing everything kind of our way. We're making the decisions. My husband's pretty much running it. And Charlie is just to kind of teach him, help him be a mentor and kind of show him, you know, this is how I did it. I mean, they've had this farm for, I want to say 15 years, at least a lot of experience and wisdom with the animals that we are just trying to gain all the information that we possibly can this year. So we can be set up for success. And I can't wait for the January 1st, 2020 post to come out for you saying that we (laughs) own the farm. (laughs) I know. I can't wait. And it just feels like a dream. Like, how can this, if this was what my life was going to be like just five years ago, I would have thought you were absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing how the world works in mysterious, mysterious ways. From your lips to my ears, that is exactly how I felt too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And when I was listening to your podcast, your first intro podcast I mean it resonated with me a ton because it's like I really had any intention of farming it just kind of happened and then my husband you know you married a farmer but my husband kind of morphed into this farmer and I'm telling you with those chickens it was like he was on board way ahead of me (laughs) and I was like okay here we go it must be true about the gateway drug thing about the chickens Yes. <laughs> Jackie, can you think of any women in agriculture that you personally look up to, either that you know personally or that you have met online? 
Well, you for one, <laughs> I think it's so amazing that you are doing this podcast that you were coming out with this. And when I heard the trailer, I was like, this is what the agriculture community needs for women. I think it's just so amazing. There's so many awesome people I've met online. I can't tell you, I can't even believe how, I mean, you would never think, oh, you can meet people like this on an app, but everybody is just so supportive, so amazing. I mean, to connect with people like this, I, I couldn't ask for more. Um, so you're an inspiration, just Tara definitely is. I mean, gosh, she just planted a vineyard and went with it. And um, I before I kind of even got into following people like you and Tara, I followed the Prairie Homestead, you know, or she was what I think she had that blog for years now. And I followed her, I think, in Connecticut before I even moved to Vermont. And I was like, oh, you know, that's so cool. She's got this homestead. I'm like, how can I get there? And I remember going online and like trying to find blogs of people that like had this city lifestyle like we did, going to work all the time and in this kind of and just got out of it and went for it. And I'm like, you know what? We can do this. These people are doing it. We can do this. And here we are. Somehow we did it. I think that resilience and can-do attitude that both you and your husband have really makes it evident that you are meant to be farmers and meant to be part of this lifestyle. Yes, <laughs> I think so. I think deep down, we both were. I mean, it's such a good fit for my husband. I think he's not great. You know, he's an awesome mechanic. He's got, he just talented with building things and carpentry. He was an airframe mechanic in the Marines for 13 years. So he's got that those awesome set of skills, but I think school and then getting out and trying to integrate into like a normal, just regular nine to five job be right for him. So hey, it's meant to be, it works. Exactly. Jackie, can you tell us about any difficult challenges that you specifically face on your farm? As far as challenges, I think it's just being so new. I mean, it's kind of scary. We are super excited you know, and like you said, to make that post January 1, it's like we own a farm. But at the same time, it's scary. Our whole life, sorry, my son just walked into the room. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just you're changing your whole life. Now we're going to be depending on all the income that we make from the farm. And then it's like for us to market it. It's up to us to sell that product and raise the animals, you know, make sure tragedies happen. We just had a little baby calf that died today. You know, we don't know what happened to it, but just like you got to be on that stuff, herd health, soil health, field. Um, so yeah, I think that's a challenge. And then of course, time management with my children here um, and being a nurse, you know, it's, it's a really fine balance right now because my job being a nurse, it's a tough job, but it does pay decently well. So I'm really blessed to have that. I don't think, I think it would be a lot harder to be doing what we're trying to do right now if I didn't have my job as a nurse. I still have to have that job. I need to work the hours that I'm working just, you know, to help balance everything and pay for everything. Um, I'm hoping in the future, though, the farm could be more successful and rely on my nursing job so much. So I could see that being a challenge. I have to start getting creative and seeing what can I do in the future? Can I, I don't know, have a podcast or something like you? Can I, you know, have a YouTube channel or sub subscribers? I don't know. You know, I think the possibilities are limitless. It's just 
putting your mind to it and putting yourself out there, like how you were writing that you had um, fear of other people's opinions that so much. And I think a lot of women do, especially women farmers, because it seems like there's not a ton of us. I mean, maybe there are now. There's more upcoming, but you know, farming has always been looked at as a man's job. And to be a woman, put yourself out there and start doing things that other women aren't doing is a little scary. A hundred percent. It sounds like Ethan is having fun back there. <laughs> yeah, he's like running around. They have a radar for when I'm on the phone or trying to do something important. So I, I think all kids do. <laughs> Jackie, what would you say is the most rewarding part for you about living on the farm? Oh, there's, there are, honestly, there's so many rewarding things. I mean, just working outside with the animals and on the land in itself, growing a garden and having food that I raised for my family is super rewarding. But I think the biggest part is just that connection that we have with our food. We know how it was raised, where it came from. I intend to teach my kids from a young age about life and death. I mean, it's sad, it's hard, but people are so disconnected from their food, in my opinion. And I mean, it's such a good lesson to learn. Farm. I really do. I hope my kids appreciate it and don't run off when they get older and move to the city. But um, a lot of people up here in Vermont have grown up on farms. I talked to a lot of people um, in my career and a lot of them grew up on farms and they tell me that they've moved other places. They've went to the city and they all come back and <laughs> they all want to be back on the farm because it's just to me, it's such a wholesome way to live. I mean, you're surrounded by animals. I, I don't know. It just, it feels truly amazing to me just to watch the cycle of life. Like right now I'm sitting looking out the window and my chickens are outside <laughs> pecking around the yard because finally the snow has melted so they can get to the ground. And it's just like things like that just bring me joy. And I, you know, I have all different kinds of chickens. So I have all the different colored eggs and I'll bring them to work. And all the nurses I work with want to buy them. And they tell me, like, you know, the first time they believe it, they're like, did you color these? Where did these green and blue eggs come from? And I'm like, my chickens, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I was that girl once. I grew up and I didn't know. I had no idea that eggs weren't just white. Oh, yeah, the white eggs come from the factories and the brown eggs come from a farm. And it's like, I just was that clueless person. And the best thing I think that I ever did for myself was educate myself on how produced, where it comes from, and just that connection to the earth and what, what, what are we doing? What are we eating? Why are we doing it? You know? So I'm a huge proponent for humanely raised. Know where your food is coming from. If you can raise it yourself, do it. That's my philosophy. So I really hope to pass that down to my kids. And that's probably the most rewarding part. Jackie, if you could give a city slicker or somebody who's looking to get into farming some advice, what would you tell them? I would say just do it. If you're thinking about it, start small. I mean, look into your city. So I think in Vermont, pretty much anyone can farm. But And I know in Connecticut, there's certain towns that have the right to farm, but a lot of towns don't. And when you live in a city like that, there's a lot of nosy neighbors that might poke their head in where it doesn't belong and call the city on you. So I would say do your research, read a book, but anyone can do it. Honestly, I would encourage you to do it 
or, mm-hmm. you know, contact a farmer, go visit a farm, talk to the people. Um, the farmers that I've met are the nicest people. Everybody is pretty inviting and welcome. If you want to do it, do it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. All right. So Jackie, where can the listeners find you after this episode to be in contact with you? Yes. So you can either find me on Instagram handle is farm girl at last and it's farm girl underscore at underscore last. Um, so I'm on Instagram as that I'm on Facebook. Actually, my farm is it's under the farm headers farm and that's in Newberry, Vermont. And our farm website site is headwatersfarmvt.com so either of those avenues you can contact me on there message me and feel free we also have the airbnb cabin on the farm there so if anyone wants to come stay at the farm everyone is welcome and i encourage it because i think it's it's amazing to be able to come to a working farm and we will give you a tour we'll show you the animals I will link all of those in the show notes so people can find you with ease. Great. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me today, Jackie. And thank you to Easton to being part of the podcast too. It's been great getting to know you over on Instagram and being part of Women and Egg with you. And I can't wait to continue to connect with you over on the gram. Yes, you as well. Honestly, and thank you for doing this podcast. This is really needed in this community. And I think a lot of people are super excited about it. I am. I can't wait to promote you and put it on Facebook and Instagram and say, you have to look at this. Go listen to this podcast. You are so sweet, Jackie. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's me again. I just wanted to say thank you so much to this week's sponsor, Shop Wild Rose Farmer. You may be thinking, what? Shop Wild Rose Farmer is your shop. Well, yes, yes, it is. Proceeds from Shop Wild Rose Farmer go directly to supporting this podcast and making it possible. Consider purchasing an I Am Your Farmer t-shirt or even an I Am Your Rancher t-shirt. Check out the popular Wild Rose Farmer tank tops as well as sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Members of the Wild Rose Farmer community receive a 20% off promo code for their first purchase from Shop Wild Rose Farmer. Head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for more information. Thanks again for listening and supporting the Rural Woman Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.